The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge and our Week 6. Can you believe it? Our Week 6 NFL Mega Preview. I'm your boy, the coach. This is your sports betting brand of record. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line, the best value in all sports betting. And it's not even close. All of the odds on the early edge are provided by the king of all sports books, BetMGM. As we know, bye weeks have already started a couple weeks ago. So we got a lot of teams, a lot of things that are going on. But when you get to week six, you either start going this way or you start going that way. On this show, if you're new, we break down every single game starting with Thursday night football with two of the best NFL minds in the country. Let's bring in the stars of the show. You know them. You love them. The stoic one, R.J. White, is here. The maestro, Larry Hartstein, is here. Gentlemen, 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 how was week five for you both? R.J., let's start with you. Uh, it was great, except for the Bills game. Um, and then the Longhorns, while we're at it, both my teams over both my shoulders here uh, coming up disappointing. But but it was pretty good. Um, you know, some good calls, some bad calls, but you always get that. Had a feeling about the, the Steelers covering with, with the Ravens. You know, it just didn't make that much sense. But, but um, you know, Pittsburgh just always finds ways to, to, to cover and so a lot of times win these games. So, um, you know, you just kind of have to feel for those situations when those, those type of games are coming. 100%. Maestro, what about you? Yeah, overall, it was kind of a wash, but I was glad that I was 2-0 on this show to get me to 7-4 and on the season and that the officiating angles article went 3-0. That's up to 10-5. and And my best bets also uh, continued to do well. That's up to 11-4. and So at least the ones that we are highlighting are hitting at a very good rate. Fantastic. And oh, by the way, right before we started this show live, I take my TikTok lock of the week and I'm hitting at an 80% clip right now. I encourage you guys to go to social media. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Go to social media. You'll find it there. You can agree or you can disagree. By the way, we have a new schedule here at the Early Edge. This show, if you're not watching it live, you can watch it all the way up. Sunday morning, we repost it again. No more 10 a.m. show. We go noon, 7.30. This is our morning show to get you set for a full NFL Sunday. So, gentlemen, if you don't mind, let's get started. Thursday night football, and this one on paper, an absolute mismatch. The Denver Broncos are a mess. They just lost by 10 
to the New York Jets by 10 at home to the New York Jets. We saw Sean Payton fighting with Russell Wilson on the sidelines. And now, what's the worst thing that could happen, Maestro, to a team like that? Or actually, RJ, I'm going to start with you. And that is welcoming the reigning, defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. The number's 10.5. The total, 47.5. Thursday night football. Let's start there. You're up. Are these the reigning champion Chiefs? They haven't really looked like it through through five weeks. Still look good. I still I still bet they're over, and I'm still confident they're over. But they're tenth in yards per pass. The downfield element just seems seem missing against Minnesota. Um, you know, I think part of that is the receivers that Patrick Mahomes is throwing to. I don't know who we can get comfortable with because it doesn't seem like he trust a lot of these guys. But the remedy could be facing a horrendous Denver pass defense, averaging almost seven yards per play allowed. Uh, and Kansas City's offense can get touchdowns in the red zone, where that's where the Jets struggle. They had 31 points in that game could have had a lot more just could not get anything done in the red zone and you know you would figure that Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have that problem um Denver's offense also terrible five drives with negative yards including four in a row against the Jets defense that hasn't played up to expectations either um so that's the the pro Kansas City side the the anti-Kansas City side is that you know the Kelsey banged up who knows if he plays I think he's practicing today we'll see if if he's out there and if he's not out there can Mahomes you know trust any of his pa- other pass catchers and will the weather cooperate it could be upwards of 20 mile per hour winds in this game we know that really affects passing once you get above that level if this is a run game that really benefits Denver to, and helps them stay in the game where they're better running the ball and um, they can and Kansas City or worse at defending the run so um, I, I have a pick in this game you can go find it on sportsline.com um at 10 and a half i think there is a clear side um so go check that out yeah this seems like one of those whenever it's a thursday night game you have such a big spread it's really hard to figure out what team's going to show up maestro but rj brings up a lot of good points and he brought up the word running isaiah pacheco has been a guy that the chiefs have really started leaning into as their offense as rj said has not been dynamic yet your thoughts yeah, they're going to have a field day running the football. I mean, we saw what Brees Hall did. Uh, there was nobody near him as uh, he ran 70-plus yards for a touchdown against this horrific Denver defense. And, yeah, that's the one thing that's going to keep people thinking about the Broncos is you've got the weather, you've got a short week, you've got Kelsey status, and you know the Chiefs really just want to get out of here on a short week without injuries and just get the win. And Patrick Mahomes has not been good covering the big numbers. Uh, and this is obviously a very huge Huge spread, uh, but uh, the Denver Broncos are not getting my money. <laughs> you know the Broncos aren't getting my money either. By the way, Jacob or Jared, I see you. He says nothing better than the stoic one, the maestro and the coach on a Tuesday afternoon. Guess what? We agree. We agree. Some of you are asking that you don't do TikTok. I already posted it to my Twitter, too. You can go look there on Twitter. Don't even worry about it. All right, now. Speaking of the Ravens, RJ, that you just talked about, and Maestro, I'm starting with you. Ravens are favored by four, and they've kind of been all over the place. They blow out the Browns, and then they can't even do anything other than 10 ugly points against the Steelers, and then they're going to go to Tennessee, and they're favored by four. This number to me, Maestro, doesn't make any sense. Talk to me. Well, they're going to London. This game is in London, uh, and that's why you have the spread where it is. But, you know, they were up 10-3. They were going to make it 17-3. They were dominating uh, Lamar Jackson, very ill-advised interception in the end zone. But aside from that, he played well. He had so many drops. I believe it was seven drops, two sure touchdowns that were drops. I mean, you can't put the ball better than he did in some of those spots. So the receivers completely let him down. I still think they're a far superior team, or let's say substantially better than the Titans, who were supposed to be great against the run, and they got 
run over by the Indianapolis Colts, and now they have to go across the pond. I'm going to lean Ravens here. I'm going to wait for a better number because I think there's a clear side. I just can't imagine Baltimore dropping all those passes again. And clearly I'm an idiot because Snake put it right there. London game, Coach. This is the London game. I'm a moron. Sometimes I miss that, especially I'm going to email where I do my handicapping. They didn't even put that it's the London game there. Some don't. I need to be better. So, RJ, Maestro said he's waiting for maybe a little bit of a better number here. What about you? The better number was there. It was three at, some, at one point, and it crawled back up to four. Um, so I think a lot of people said that's that's too little, you know, give, letting Baltimore lay three because they see what Larry saw. Should have been a lot more points in that game. Bad drops, rare red zone struggles. They've typically been pretty good in the red zone, um, and Lamar's playing very well. Their offense is still third in red zone rate, though, and eighth on third down. Solid in both the pass and run. Tennessee's offense featuring Henry less. We're seeing Tajay Spears play a lot more than, than is typical at this point. So Derrick Henry, those games that he dominates, he's not getting that much of an opportunity anymore. And that really only makes Hopkins the real threat of the offense. And sometimes he has these big games where he can he can go off um, like he did against Indy to some extent. Didn't really help them win the game. Um, Baltimore's defense, second in yards per play, first in yards per rush, first in red zone rate. We said last week they haven't played very many good quarterbacks. You know, Hurt Burrow, two backup quarterbacks in that that group. Tennessee didn't have a great quarterback either. You know, it's, it's more of the same. They, they played well last week against Kenny Pickett. Probably going to play well against this offense here. That rush defense did fall apart. It was a lot of injuries, I think. We'll see how many of those players pop up on the injury report and are able to play. Maybe they have a little bounce back there, but the pass defense is still struggling and Lamar's playing well enough. They should be able to score. It's hard to go against Vrabel. It's, you know, he's tough as an underdog. Good history against Baltimore. Remember that big upset um, in the playoffs that one year, but I think they're pretty much overmatched here. I didn't agree with the three. I'm, I'm glad it's raised because I think the line probably should be a little bit higher than this round five. And you're probably right. And Cody in the chat says, Ravens go for the kill. No more messing around with weak teams. And this is the type of or the, the time of the year where that starts to make a lot of sense, Cody. It really does. You can't mess around with these teams anymore. You got to come in laser focused like this next game. And RJ, I'm starting with you. When you talk about the Atlanta Falcons, they have played so many close games. In fact, they were losing to Houston until the very end of the game. Barely stinked by. They barely got by the Packers. It's a low spread again this week. Two and a half at home against Washington. Total at 42. Your thoughts? So many close games and, and a lot of them against some not great teams. You know, Packers have proven not to be great. And that was a close one. That Texans game uh, really beat up Texans team. So it's interesting to see who this Atlanta team is. They're offense off a rare good passing day. Um, and I think part of that was the the, the defense they faced. Um, you know, that defense couldn't really stop. Uh, they're facing a defense that couldn't stop Chicago last week. Um, so maybe they continue to have a good passing day here. They just added Van Jefferson. I know he's not going to play a big role. But it's interesting that they want to add more pass catchers when they don't use the ones they have uh, you know fantasy owners are probably complaining about that uh, they've looked much better than Houston overall I was surprised that score was close in that game their defense is seventh in yards per play fifth and third down rate fifth and red zone rate they can stop bad offenses and Washington kind of looks like a bad offense at this point they're solid in re- running the ball eighth in yards per rush don't do much else great featuring Logan Thomas here because for whatever reason they can't trust their receivers at this point um, off that embarrassing loss maybe they're focused maybe Washington can outplay the metrics um, and Atlanta is not really a case capable of blowout. So I would lean to Washington, but I want to get it at three um, because I think that that's just the formula for Atlanta playing all these close games. If I can get three against them with a team that's not literally like basement level, like the the Panthers or Bears, um, I think that's probably a good look. Isn't it amazing how the narrative changes? Washington's 2-0. and It's all good. Now they lose three in a row, and all these things start coming up that RJ pointed out. And Maestro, I'm starting to read articles about 
Maybe there should be a head coaching change. Maybe Eric Bieniemy isn't the offensive coach that we thought he was coming from Kansas City. Washington has a lot of issues right now. I agree. I think not going for two with the chance to take down the defending NFC champs was kind of a blow to the team. Uh, and they, they squandered a chance to have a signature win. And now their only wins are against the Cardinals and the Broncos. And yeah, they did have extra rest. But Desmond Ritter, 28 of 37, 329. And he's 5-0 and at home. The guy plays well at home. He's terrible on the road. He looks like the worst quarterback in football on the road. Uh, so at less than three, I'm leaning Atlanta. I, I think it's going to go back towards Pickham. I don't think it's going to go to three. I'm waiting for a better number on the Falcons. Okay. Maybe we're be- waiting for a better number on the Vikings as well. That's our next game. And you talk about two teams that desperately need a win. They're both one and four. Vikings favored by two and a half in Chicago. The Bears looked much better, though, in their last game. Their offense was clicking. Justin Fields played absolutely phenomenal. And I wonder, Maestro, do you think the wrong team is favored here when we probably know that Justin Jefferson will not play? Hamstring injuries are difficult to come back from. He's been quite questionable, but I don't think he plays this week. Your thoughts? Yeah, he's definitely out. That's a huge blow. They still have some very talented receivers, and they still have a good offense, but I think the Bears have gotten it going offensively two straight games now. You know, they played well against Denver, and then they carried it over against Washington, but at less than three, I can't take Chicago. I need three. I need three and a half. Uh, The Vikings still are the better team, and this is another game that is going to be impacted by weather. you got to check out the winds probably 20 miles per hour. There's going to be rain. Uh, So in my mind, that would favor the Bears, though, because I think they're a better running team than the Vikings. We always have new people dropping in that are new to sports betting or new to NFL betting. Kind of what Maestro's talking about, the key numbers that we hit are three, seven, and ten. You get through those, and those can be very pivotal half or full points. Great analysis by you, Maestro. RJ, let me come to you. Are the Vikings the right team to be favored on the road in Chicago? Yeah, I think they are. I think they're the better team. Larry said it's going to come down to running with the weather. I don't know who's running the ball for the the Bears besides Justin Fields. Khalil Herbert, I think, is a multi-week injury is expected. Roshan Johnson dealing with concussion. Because that game was on Thursday, we'll see if he gets cleared in time for this game. Travis Homer is also dealing with an injury. So Deontay Foreman, who they haven't, you know, activated the last few weeks, might be the lead rusher in this game. And um, and then, you know, practice squatters from there. So we'll see if that makes a difference. Um, The offense had been hitting their stride up to 11th in yards per play, 12th in yards per pass. Surprising to see from from Justin Fields, considering how much grief he took, you know, to this point in his career as a passer. Um, so if they if they can't rely on the running backs, if for whatever reason they're not going to give Dante Foreman a, a a lot of carries, the offense becomes more predictable, and then it's just shutting down for the most part. DJ Moore, um, Minnesota's defense a solid 12th in yards per play, and that's despite facing the Eagles, the Chargers, and the Chiefs on their schedule. So I think they're actually playing pretty well on defense, a lot better than anybody would have expected. Jefferson injury is huge, but they do have the weapons to overcome it, uh, especially against a defense like Chicago, which is 31st in yards per pass. I think that Jefferson injury is going to be a, a big issue long term. This probably isn't going to be a week, the week for it. Even though my power ratings would say go Bears, I think they win by this game by three. So I would lean to Minnesota if you're going to get less than three. They're probably saying, thank you, Lord, that we're not facing Kansas City again or the Chargers or I mean, it's just like an or 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 or. By the way, big shout out to a new member of the Early Edge universe, Uncle Skunkle. How about that? He said, I just subscribed, been listening on Spotify and finally caught a live show. Zach says, hey, live shows, Uncle Skunkle. It's where it's at. 
what has my career come to that I'm literally saying Uncle Skunkle on an NFL Mega Preview? That's what we love about this show and this brand. Welcome. You'll be taken care of in the chat. Don't even worry about it. Now, Uncle Skunkle, all of us right here, RJ, Maestro, myself, this isn't the only place. We are everywhere at CBS just dropping knowledge, dropping nuggets. But one place that you can always catch us, Snake. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I kind of feel that way about the NFL. Anywhere, all the time. You're damn right. Now we continue on with the 1 o'clock games. You're watching the Early Edge Week 6 NFL Mega Preview. All the odds presented by BetMGM. Now, this is a matchup, gentlemen. Uh, a couple of teams that have kind of a split personality. One week they'll play great. The next week you're like, what happened? And then they come right back to playing great again. But, RJ, you have a best bet in this game. Bengals laying three at home, total 45 and a half. Who do you like? Love the Seahawks here. I was aggressive moving Cincy up in the power ratings because I knew once Joe Burrow starts looking healthy, they're a team that should be ranked among the top five or six in the league based on what we've seen from him in the past. I didn't obviously rank him up that high, but I went a lot higher and aggressive moving the rating. Still couldn't get this one to three because this Seattle team has actually played very well aside from the week one collapse against the Rams. Um, since he's, that offense, it looked like they came out of the basement against Arizona. It was really only 4.8 yards per play in the breakout. His deep passing didn't look great in that game aside from that one. Jamar chase touchdown you take that touchdown away it's the same four yards per play that they've been doing uh, from here on out so i think it's a little bit of a uh, uh, you know over exaggeration that they're fully back even though i have moved them up some because he actually did look healthy seattle on the other hand had the buy to get healthy you're dealing with a lot of injuries before the buy playing well but after that collapse and then talk about the weather another weather game which i'm sure larry will point out since he's defense 30th in yards per rush and we know seattle and pete carroll want to run the ball and the weather should give them the perfect opportunity here um, to run the ball. Seattle's defense first in yards per rush. So uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati doesn't run the ball well anyway, and they're not going to do it against this defense. So it's going to rely on Burrow's arm, which uh, has been kind of shaky to this point. I think Seattle's going to win this game. Um, I love getting the full three here. That's why Seattle's the best bet for me. We have learned over the last few years, Maestro, that if you want to go opposite R.J. White, you're taking your sports betting life into your own hands. Do you agree with the Seahawks plus three? 
Wholeheartedly, I'm going to be on them as well. I mean, this team, top 10 in offense, top 10 in defense, Witherspoon and Woolen in the in the secondary. They're getting healthier on the back end. Is T. Higgins going to play? I'm not so impressed by what Joe Burrow did against the Cardinals' non-existent defense. I think this Seattle team is the team we thought entering the season. You know, they had that terrible week one second half against the Rams where they got like 10 yards and no first downs, and they lost both starting tackles. Since then, they have played great. Great football coming off of a bye, getting a full three. I love it for the Seahawks. All right. Now we got to get to this next game very, very quickly. I just got a text from my man, the snake, who's already over it, all over it. And I said a few minutes ago when I posted this on Twitter, if you don't get this right now, you may not be able to get it under seven. I cannot believe, Maestro, because clearly you saw the same thing that I saw. The 49ers, the way these two teams match up, the way the numbers fall, to me, this should be eight, nine, maybe even 10, and it's below six, and now it's right at six. This is the best bet for you. It is. I locked it in at four and a half on Sportsline yesterday and bet it personally. I will still play it up to seven. Now, Deshaun Watson, if he doesn't play, this will close over a touchdown when you're talking about DTR or maybe P.J. Walker, who's splitting the first team reps. We'll see tomorrow with the first official practice report, but he has a contusion in his rotator cuff. That doesn't sound good. You know, that's your throwing shoulder. So, and then Joel Batonio seen on crutches. You've already lost Jack Conklin. Post the center also injured was not around Monday and they had the bye. Now the 49ers come off a monumental win, but that was also like a bye because the Cowboys didn't show up. They just destroyed the Cowboys and they didn't even have their starters in at late in that game. So I think the 49ers will be fresh. And again, with a weather game, their, their ground game sets up perfectly to go in and dominate, especially when you look at the defensive line of the 49ers against a banged up, Brown's offensive line absolutely love this spot. They've scored 30 in every game, but I don't think they need 30 to cover less than a touchdown here. I think 27-24 should be enough because I don't see the Browns getting over 17. Well, there's been one team, one, that has scored more than 16 points against the 49ers this year. One. 30, only one over 16. That's 14 points minimum. That's why I thought this should be 8, 9, or 10. They don't give up any points and they score a lot. I, I think we hopefully we'll have two or three more weeks where we get a really good number on San Francisco because you guys know by the end, second half of the season, RJ, we're going to be looking at lines of 10, 11, 12 and have to go the other way. What about this one for you, RJ? Yeah, I'm a little bit in a disagreement here. San Francisco, my best power ratings team, eight points better than average. Um, but Cleveland I have is average coming out of the bye, and that's if Deshaun Watson plays. You talk about the weather. This this total was 41 and a half. It's cratered down to 37 and a half. Um, some of that may be Deshaun-related. I think a lot of it has to do with the weather um, where we're seeing these totals kind of move down in these games. And if you're going to have a game where Cleveland can compete, shouldn't it be at home in one of these random, weird, weather-windy games where they can run the ball? Don't have Nick Chubb. Jerome Ford has had his, his moments. Um, I'm not suggesting he can perform like Nick Chubb. But if you're going to get an ugly like 19 to, to 14 type of game um that and you know a couple missed field goals there and cleveland barely gets the cover even if they there should be a six point better this line should be six um i think that could happen san francisco great team top three yards per play clearly nfl's best team that's why i have them ranked high cleveland's defense member ranked first in yards per play second in sack rate they can carry teams uh, even if the offense isn't playing well and make these lower scoring games so on the road for san francisco coming off a massive win they feel like they're probably the super the super bowl favorite 
favorites coming off of that win. I think this is the time where you want to attack them. Maybe the line's going to get slightly too much inflated as we've seen it go up and up and up. And around six is when I'm going to start thinking about playing the Browns, but I want to see some injury news uh, that other guys Larry was talking about, particularly Watson, before I jump in with the Browns. And this would be a great time to tell you that if you're a Sportsline member, the Sims, they're always changing. The articles, changing. Picks, they're always changing. But you got to be a Sportsline member to be able to go through and educate yourself. Well, guess what? I'm going to do you a solid right here, right now. Quarterly plants, 60% off. There's so many of you new dropping in every single show. We want everybody. Use the promo code COACH. QR code, sportsline.com slash join, and you get everything. Remember, quarterly plan, not monthly, not yearly, quarterly, 60% off using the promo code COACH. I promise you, there is no better value in all of sports betting. Now, this next game, and RJ, I'm starting with you. There was some heartbreak last week. If you were an overbetter in the Miami game and you did not buy a half or a full point, they were sitting at 43 heading into the fourth quarter. They managed three points to sit on, or excuse me, 44, and then they closed at 47. Now, I always buy my overs down. I always do, at least a point, so I cashed. Others, oh, they did not. We also found out, RJ, that people said that spread was too high. It was 12 and a half. The Dolphins covered. This week, it's a point higher, 13 and a half, according to BetMGM. Total 48 and a half against the Panthers, who are still trying to figure out if Bryce Young should be the starting quarterback. Your thoughts on this game? Yeah, and it came down slightly. Uh, Devon Achan, Achan um, changes his pronunciation of his name every week. She'll try to get used to it. Achan um, is going to be out. It looks like for this game, been so electric, um, can score from anywhere. So I think that's why the, the numbers tick down a little bit. Carolina coming off supposedly a good offensive game, scored 24 points. They had two garbage time touchdowns, two 75-yard touchdown drives um, when they were down 35-10 to 10, uh, and then 42-17. to 17. That didn't matter at all. Other defense dominated by a shorthand Detroit offense, missing a lot of players. Um, Amon Ross A. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, um, you know, uh, so I, I don't even think that Gibbs was expected to be missing, and all of a sudden they just do whatever they want to. I just think they're hard to trust now um, when I thought that they were actually playing pretty well defensively. Miami's defense rolled the Giants' offense. The scoring there was boosted by a pick six by the you know Giants and short field goal drives, um, but I think that was really even a bigger blowout than was on the scoreboard. Look ahead was only minus 10.5. Um, I'm not looking to fade the inflation. If anything, I'm probably going to play Miami because um, I don't really think they need A-chan here. Um, so if it's going to be on this game is going to be Miami. Just can't touch Panthers hanging with this offense. I saw a pretty funny interview, Mike McDaniels. I don't know if you saw it, Maestro, where some journalist from probably, you know, KCOL in West Palm said, hey, Mike, uh, through five games, you've broken every record. 1999. You know, what do you think when you hear that? Did you see this? No. And he goes, oh, we've we've reached all of our goals. Oh, uh, we've done everything. And then he went... Like, he's so sarcastic because he understands it's the long game. But right now, outside of the Buffalo game, Miami and Tua look really, really good offensively. When their defense catches up, they might be a contender coming out of the very difficult AFC. Your thoughts on Miami, 13 and a half. Tua, 14 and five against the number at home. I expect another blowout. They put up 524 yards against the Giants. So I agree with RJ. The score should have been worse. Should have been a worse blowout. Now you get a Panthers team 
probably looking ahead to their bye, which is next week, and maybe they can recalibrate, do something different for Bryce Young because whatever they're doing is not working, and now the defense is starting to fall apart too because the defense played well for a few weeks, but they've had injuries, and their offense can't stay on the field. They have some easy matchups after the bye. That's their best chance for a win. Anything less than two touchdowns, I'm looking towards the Dolphins. Yeah. I tell you what, a lot of good suggestions in the chat from our very, very smart early edge universe. Perhaps touchdowns is a way to go with Miami. Perhaps team total is a way to go with Miami. Whatever you want, use the information from my guys for whatever bet you want to make. Now, where are you going to bet? Well, hundreds. And now we're into the thousands of you have signed up here, and we're so appreciative of that. New BetMGM customers can sign up today and get $200 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $10, and you'll receive $200 Instantly in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome, with bonus code EDGE200. And I told you on the morning show, we did that new little game. Well, most of you didn't like it. So we're going to talk to BetMGM, and I told you, we're very transparent. We're going to do a lot of good, fun things exclusively for you. Just got to talk to them. That's it. So be patient, but I promise you, we have your best interest at heart. Now, this next game, interesting, because Maestro, it is a best bet for you. Indianapolis, with their dynamic young quarterback, who's going to miss again this week now with another injury. They've been really, really good. They travel to Jacksonville. Jaguars, they've been gone for two full weeks playing both games in London, winning both games in London. So now, according to BetMGM, they are favored by four and a half, total 45 and a half. Which side is your best bet? I think there's a great spot for the Colts. You know, they lost by 10 in week one to the Jaguars, but had a chance. They were on the goal line, had a chance to cover that game. And now they're playing the Jags, who are coming off like a Super Bowl win, taking down a Bills team that people thought were was invincible. They had destroyed three straight teams in historic fashion, and the Jags took them down. But no team has ever done this. Stayed two weeks in London and now come home without a bye, having to, play, having to face their old friend Gardner Minshew, who played for Jacksonville for two seasons. Gardner Minshew is completing 68% of his throws, has not thrown an interception, and he has not taken any first-team reps because every time he's come in for the injured Anthony Richardson this week, they are going to be able to design some plays for him because he's the guy taking all the reps this week with Richardson out. And if you just look at what the Colts did to the Titans, the Titans had been stopping the run, and then the Colts ran all over them, not even with Jonathan Taylor, who's back. Um, and they got some good plays down the field from Downs. I just think it's all shaping up as a very tight game that comes down to a field goal. Trevor Lawrence 0-5 against the number when laying four or more points, and here we've got four and a half. And one more thing I want to say, this offensive line for the Colts, they were just mauling the Titans, and they are top in so many metrics like run blocking, creating yards before the running back is even contacted, and that should be very important because the Jags are tough against the run. But Tennessee was even tougher, and they couldn't stop the Colts. I'm so glad you brought up Jonathan Taylor, three years, $42 million. And don't think for a second that he would have come back if he didn't think this team was a really good squad this year. RJ, nobody watches the Bills closer than you. Jacksonville got it done in an ugly game against them. What did they do so well? 
they uh, hurt the Bills players and the Bills defensive players left the game early. And, and you know, Jacksonville was able to do kind of what they wanted offensively. So I would have thought they would score more points than they scored. Um, but, you know, good win for them. Uh, it's a, even a worse spot than Larry made out because not only did they play two weeks in London and now come home without a bye, they have to travel on Thursday next week. They have a Thursday game in New Orleans, and that's typically a poor spot where you're looking to fade teams anyway. Now you're fading the team coming off two straight London games. Um, that makes it a terrible spot here. Um, the market had been a little bit against this. This has driven this line down a bit um, to, to four. Um, and I think it's kind of a reaction to Gardner. Everybody loving Gardner Minshew, thinking that he might be just as good as Anthony Richardson. I'm not on that boat. I think that there, there is a drop off there. But this is the good matchup for him. A, it's a revenge game, you know, team he knows. But the Jacksonville defense, 26th in yards per pass, 27th in sack rate. This is the type of team that Minshew should be able to have success against. Um, while the Jacksonville offense is just 17th in yards per play, dominated the bad, injured Buffalo run defense, was 32nd coming into that game. Um, I, my take on Buffalo was that they would be able to have success because Jacksonville doesn't run the ball well. Well, they decided to just give it to ETN and run the ball well all, all down uh, Buffalo's throat, especially after those injuries to those key players up the middle. Um, they also benefited from questionable flags. I'm not going to sit here and be a Bill, Bills fan griper. I know everybody saw that player flag that was so super questionable, but there were other ones throughout the game that I didn't love either. Um, so I didn't really upgrade the Jaguars coming out of that game, think that they're in this new tier because they beat this Bills team. Um, and I hate the spot and matchup for them. So even though I think there is a drop off at quarterback i agree with the line move i agree with what larry's saying my lean is to india four and a half i think the most important thing that rj just said we say it all the time here use the information for the future what did he say when you play a team that allows a lot for the past minchu is a great quarterback for that anthony richardson uses his legs a lot this would not be a big good matchup for that so you have to look at the matchup of quarterback versus team and this is a good one for this backup quarterback Plus, there's never been a market where backup quarterbacks have been more important than right now. That's why they're making five to seven million dollars a year as a backup. Next game, Houston Texans. They don't need a backup, RJ. They've got their quarterback for the future. And CJ Stroud, this may be a you know a transitional year where they go nine and eight or eight and nine, but there is certainly talent. They love their head coach and they're home this week, and they're the underdog to the Saints, one and a half and the total 42 and a half. Are you bullish on Houston, not as a playoff team, but just a team that we can keep our eye on to be competitive every single week? Maybe a playoff team. They play in the division for it where anybody can really come out of there. Um, New Orleans dominated New England in their game, but just 4.3 yards for playing the win, more like the New England offense couldn't do anything because they're so bad. When you look at New Orleans' season yards for playing number, it equates to the Carolina offense. So as good as we think this team is, and it seems like they've been playing well, their offense really is just not getting it done despite the playmakers they have. Their defense, however, fourth in yards per play, they have faced a lot of limited pass offenses um, in their stretch of games, and Houston is sixth in yards per pass we'll see how banged up they are coming out of the game i think tank dell has a concussion robert woods is dealing with an injury so it might be the nico collins and dalton schultz show um and they might be able to get it done because cj stroud off to one of the best careers a rookie has ever been on uh, as a quarterback um, i believe he's either passed or approaching Dak prescott for for uh passes attempts without an interception to start a career so it's so a great job by him offense on a whole 5.4 yards per play in atlanta despite the injuries stroud still not throwing those interceptions their defense is certainly beatable if the new orleans offense can get in rhythm, but the question is, can they do that? They've had struggles in the red zone for a lot of this season. My power ratings have New Orleans as two points better than Houston. Um, if Houston's healthy, maybe these two teams are even because of how well Houston's been playing, um, and they could be getting some offensive line guys back at any moment. So my lean here would be Houston. I think this game probably should be pick'em. 
RJ brings up a good point, uh, Maestro. Right now, they're just a game back. Everybody in this division has at least two wins, and Indianapolis and Jacksonville have three wins. So it's very bunched up right now through the first five games. How do you see this one? I see this 20 to 17. I'm not sure which way, but I'm definitely looking under. I want to wait and see who the official is. The Saints have played 11 straight unders. They're averaging under 300 yards per game, as RJ mentioned, 289. And it's not like they had some massive offensive explosion to beat the Patriots. And then you get the Texans without uh, Tank Dell and against a very good Saints defense and such a conservative coach in Dennis Allen. So I just love it for the under right now, sitting at 42 and a half. I just want to wait to see who the official is because some officials friendlier to unders than others. All right. So that is the last 1 p.m. Eastern game. There's one at 4.05 and three at 4.25 as well. We'll get to those. But as you know, across all the platforms, we are one now, one big company. And on CBS, one place where they're not conservative, the World Series of Poker. You hear that? Your dog knows spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including NexGuard, Simperica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of PetMeds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order that's petmeds.com and promo code podcast (laughs) selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Found out on the morning show today, gentlemen, that the counselor, Sian Ajad, has cashed in the World Series of Poker main event. Did you guys know that? I did know it because it's on his Twitter account, but I've yet to hear the actual story of his run, and I do want to get that from him. Well, he did tell a very – he got beat a full house over another full house, 
and it cost him probably a top 100 finish, which would have been probably six figures. So it's a great story. You got to ask him about it sometime. Now, uh, right now, the Patriots and Raiders, well, Raiders feel a little bit better about themselves than the Patriots. The two worst losses in the Bill Belichick era, back to back losses. Now, every show you listen to, Bill, step down. Make it easy on Robert Kraft. Don't make it difficult. We know that's not going to happen, but if we have three straight games like that, Maestro, it might happen. Raiders favored by three after that workmanlike win last night over the Green Bay Packers. Total 41 and a half. Are the Raiders for real? I don't think they're for real, but, you know, they haven't scored 20 points in a game yet despite having amazing star talent in in terms of Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs and Jacoby Myers and a pretty good quarterback. So I don't have a lot of faith in their offense, and I have zero faith in the Patriots' offense, uh, which I believe has scored the fewest points in all of football right now. So I'm going to look under the total, under 41 and a half. 55 points is what (laughs) New England has scored this year. RJ, what do we do with New England? Well, last week we played them. We were like, they're not going to, they're going to come out, you know, focused after that beat down from Dallas. And uh, they're going to be better against the Saints team that, for all the reasons we said earlier, might not be as strong as they look. And then they were absolutely worse against the Saints. So this week, plus three, they've got to be a value of plus three. My lean would be to them. I'm not going to play them, though. Their offense looks inept. Rookie place kicker that they, they moved on from their longtime veteran for looks awful. Um, will the, the easier matchup de- defense-wise um, supposedly help? I don't know. This offense just looks like it can't do anything. Ten of their 14 drives gain less than 10 yards against Orleans. I don't know how you fix that. Um, their defense still solid despite the score, despite the injuries they had. Like I said, they, they held New Orleans to, to low yards per play number they can keep new england in games against bad teams and this is a bad team that can't score like larry said vegas struggled to 4.4 yards per play in the win over a bad green bay team feels like a similar game to me uh new england fooled me last week so i'm not going to back home but i would lean that way because there's not going to be a lot of points in this game like larry said and um just plus three is probably too much and a little bit of value on new england i heard a pretty good take today on a national radio show i can't remember who it was but they said everybody outside of new england wants this to end so badly and everybody in new england wants this to end somewhat amicably but everybody thinks it's going to end at the end of the season we'll have to wait to see now two more teams that kind of got humbled over the weekend i thought the cardinals were going to take down the Bengals in arizona that didn't happen in fact they lost by double digits the rams well they got to experience just being suffocated by that Eagles defense, 23-14, losing by nine. So the Rams at home, favored by six and a half, the total 48 and a half. RJ, let's start with you. Arizona was frisky for a few weeks. They may now be reverting to expectations here. Defense 25th in yards for pass, 30th on third down. I think it's going to be tough for them to stop this Rams pass offense with two legit number one receivers to go to. Either way that Stafford wants to uh, in Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Arizona's rush offense has been keeping them in games. Now James Connors are expected to miss multiple weeks. Uh, his backup is an undrafted rookie, I believe, Amari DiMarcato out of TCU. Um, I don't think he's going to you know, pilot a, a big rushing attack here. Uh, and Rams defense mediocre versus the run, but they played San Francisco and Philly um, shut down Seattle, Cincinnati. I think the offense can mount a big lead here. I don't trust Arizona to keep up on the arm of Josh Dobbs. I would lean to the Rams at minus six and a half, but this line's getting a little bit too inflated for me. It does kind of feel that way. Maestro that two teams that really haven't been able to figure it out. But one thing I know is this Cardinals are already four games back in the division after five weeks. The Rams are three games back after five weeks. They both are in desperate need of a win. 
Your thoughts? Yeah, I would lean Rams, but I don't want to lay this big of a number. James Conner's loss was just devastating, averaging 5.4 yards per carry, such an important part of that offense. So I'm with RJ. I mean, Cooper cut back and Nakua. So now you have great weapons for Matthew Stafford, uh, but it's a big number uh, against kind of a suspect Rams defense. I could see the Cardinals getting in through the back door. Okay. We'll keep our eye on that. Now, there is an East Coast game that is a 425 start on Sunday. And this one, to me, is very fascinating. And Maestro, you have a best bet in this game. The Eagles, this has been hovering around six, and it went to six and a half, and now it's at seven at BetMGM, total 41 and a half. Jets coming off a 10-point win. They scored 31. That included a, a scoop and score at the end of the game, but they got the job done in Denver. The Eagles, just like the 49ers, neck and neck is who's the best team. Who do you think is the best team? I think the 49ers are the best team, but the best team for this game is clearly the Eagles. That was like a Super Bowl win for the Jets, you know, beating uh, Sean Payton after what he said about Nathaniel Hackett. So I jumped in on the Eagles at less than a touchdown. I wouldn't lay more than seven with the Eagles, but I'm still okay with it. I think you will be able to get a six and a half uh, throughout the week, uh, even though you're seeing most books at seven right now. I mean, the Jets need to run the ball to have any shot of success in this game. They lost their best offensive lineman in Vera Tucker. Dwayne Brown is still on IR. The Eagles don't allow you to run 61 yards rushing per game is all they give up. So they are going to maul that Jets front. They are going to get after Zach Wilson. Uh, This could get really ugly. I mean, the, the main point is that when the Jets hosted the Chiefs, the Chiefs closed at eight and a half. That line was seven and a half to nine and a half throughout the week and it was always over a touchdown so i just do not see why the eagles opened at six and i think the move uh is definitely the right way to go that is the big question rj why do you think this number didn't start at least where the kansas city number did well the the jets covered that game and then the jets went out and won this week so the the market might be a little bit more optimistic on the jets they had 31 points but their offense was over five in the red zone against the worst defense maybe in history through five weeks um so i think that's not not a good look for their offense even though they put up a big point total philly like uh, larry said their defense first in rush yards per game also fourth in yards per rush this has got to be a zach wilson game for them to compete and you never want to hear those words you know the the rush game isn't going to help them here um like it did against kansas city uh the jets defense not quite living up to expectations now dealing with injuries in the secondary that's going to be bad news for for this aj brown dallas goddard Devontae smith passing game that sounds of course a great run game with it too they're top seven in both yards for pass and yards for rush they should score on anyone especially this defense that isn't playing as well as as we expected the offense for the jets not good enough to keep up versus good defenses i think this is going to be a route my number here says it should be nine so i'm not not uh not surprised by this move i just think it's going to keep going up Very, very good. Now, the last 425 game on Sunday. If I would have told you guys prior to week one that in week six, look at all the matchups, which one would be the matchup between two first place teams? How many of us would have picked this one? The Lions, they've won three in a row. They're four and one. They're only lost overtime to the Seahawks. They're favored by three. The Bucks coming off a bye week. They're three and one. Obviously fresh Baker Mayfield feeling himself showing up at Texas, Oklahoma on college game day. He's back on top of the world, but he's got a very difficult Lions team to deal with this week. And as I look at my notes, RJ, you believe in Detroit, at least for this week. Yes. 
Yeah, I think this line should be four and a half. Um, it's a value at three, uh, especially if their health is trending up in Detroit when they were a little bit more surprisingly banged up than we thought in that game um, with the injury report going into that game. And it didn't matter. They just completely routed the Panthers. Um, probably going to be healthier here. Uh, Tampa is better than the Panthers. I don't want to compare the two teams, uh, but they were dominated in their one loss against a good team. And Detroit has proven to be a good team. Tampa Bay cannot run the ball. Detroit's defense, sixth in yards per pass, and they dominate uh, limited offenses. And I think that could happen here. Detroit's offense also. So fifth in yards per play, fourth in yards per pass, despite their cast of iffy receivers coming into the year. And then the one game without Amon Ross St. Brown getting it done with Sam Laporta. Jameson Williams going to get more into the flow here. And then guys like Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond getting it done too. Um, guys that probably would not have a lot of success on 28 or 29 other teams in this league. And Detroit's figuring out a way to do it because they have the best offensive coordinator in the league. Three is not enough for them to lay against, against what might be a mediocre team despite the record. Um, like I said, I think it's going to be four and a half. So love getting Detroit at the Minus three, it's going to be off this number. I think it's going to close at three and a half. So play it at three now. In a funny comparison, Maestro, the Lions have scored 93 more points this year than New England. We're talking about their total points. But in this game, they've scored 64 more points than the Bucks. What do you make of this matchup? Yeah, I make of the the fact that when we saw the Bucks try to step up in class against the Eagles, it did not go well. And I put the Lions not as high as the Eagles, but they are trending that way. And it was very smart of them to rest all those players, or maybe they were uh, seriously hurt enough that they didn't that they couldn't play. But it turned out to be a great move because you didn't need them to beat the Panthers. And now, hopefully, some of those guys come back. I agree with RJ. I think this is just a little too light. It's Lions or pass. Mm, yeah, and maybe. When it's minus three, you can get a money line between minus 140, minus 160 if it's closer to minus 140. Once in a while, I'll play that and just scrap the points all together. It's up to you. Just take the information. Now, that's all the 1 o'clock games. That's all the 4 o'clock games. What about Sunday night football? I had to start with RJ because it's your squad. We're back home from London licking our wounds, and you could not ask for a better team to come rolling into town when you need a bounce back week than the New York football giants. They stink. Bills 14, total 44 and a half. How confident are you, RJ? Well, the Giants offense, 32nd in yards per play. Giants defense, 31st in yards per play. Probably the NFL's worst team at this point. You know, uh, apologies to Panthers fans and anybody else that has gripes. because this, this team has been awful. How confident am I? If this was a team that wasn't coached by Brian Dayball, I think they might lay the wood on them. But anybody, if anybody's going to know this team in and out and then how they like to play football and um, might be able to uh, to educate his defense on how to school Ken Dorsey a little bit, it's going to be this guy. Um, I not necessarily think they're going to win this game. Um, touchdown versus Miami. Miami was on a long pick six, two field goal drives under 20 yards. They did not play well at all, despite scoring a decent amount of points. Buffalo offense should be able to throw all over the Giants, but why would they run up the score against Brian Dable? I know they need to feel good. This is their ex-coach. Coming off a UK trip, they they left super late. They, they, I think that was a bad move for them, planning tra- travel planning-wise. Offense, I don't know if they're going to be firing on all cylinders here. I'm more worried about the defense. Shorthanded at every level, like we talked about with Milano injury, Daquan Jones, Tredavious White, um, even with the bad offense with the Giants. I think with all those injuries on the Buffalo side, backdoor is going to be open. With this humongous number, the only way I would look would be to the Giants at plus 14. There may be one big, and and forgive me if I didn't see anything today, but the hit that Daniel Jones took by Miami that knocked him out of the game, 
I don't know how a healthy he'll be this week or if he's even going to play this week. They've got a pretty good backup, though. Maestro, your thoughts? Well, they are quote-unquote optimistic that he will come back from the neck injury to play, and it is a kind of a toothless Buffalo defense right now with all the injuries that RJ talked about, and Brian Dayball going back to Buffalo. If there's ever a game where the Giants would show some heart and play for their coach, this would be the game not to win, but at least not get embarrassed 40 to nothing. So professionals did take 15 with the Giants, and that's why we've seen this come down to 14, but as RJ said, 32nd in off offense and 31st in defense i can't make the case uh to grab the points did you just say giants play with heart is that what you just said have you seen the giants play this year larry hartstein because i certainly have now monday night football we're live at 7 30 on sunday nights and on monday nights counting on to every single primetime game this one fascinating you got the chargers as the host Coming off a bye week, should be healthy or as healthy as they can be. They're 2-2, two and two, but they've got a dynamic offense. The Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, called the loss against San Francisco humbling, 42-10. to 10. Yet, Dallas is still favored on the road, and the total is at 50-and-a-half. Larry, how is Dallas favored after the way they looked against Arizona, the way they looked against San Francisco, and going on the road to a pretty good Chargers team that has a horrible head coach. Yeah, you make a good point. Are we reading too much into the beatdowns the Cowboys gave to really bad teams in their three victories? Um, Yeah, it probably should be a round to pick them. I think we're going to see some points because last year the Chargers couldn't stop the run. Well, this year they can't stop the pass. They're giving up 300 passing yards per game. So I think it would be a big bounce back for Dak Prescott. But on the other side, I think the Chargers are going to do what they do, uh, which is attack down the field, especially with no Trayvon Diggs. It's not the same Cowboys defense i'm gonna look over the total i think it's 27 24 a great prime time spot uh should be a lot of fun yeah i think the total is kind of the way that i would link you just don't know rj what the teams are going to bring to the table the last time we saw justin herbert he put a splint on his hand put a glove on his hand and then brandon staley said oh fourth and one for my own 34 let's run a quarterback sneak with a one-handed quarterback really smart play call if you ask me what do i know But now it's two weeks later. How healthy will that left hand be? How healthy will his team be? We don't know. What do you think? Yeah, non-throwing hands. I don't think it's going to affect him much in the passing game. Um, They should be rested off a bye. Eckler likely back. Helen Moore revenge game, as we know, coming from the Dallas organization. Um, Dallas' pass defense was elite before the San Francisco game. Uh, Will Chargers have the same success against them as San Francisco had? Maybe not. Uh, Maybe the offensive calling isn't up to to snuff there. And they did, of course, lose one of their big playmakers downfield in Mike Williams um, before, you know, last week heading into this game. The Chargers defense, 28th in yards per play, consistently underperforms. You know, it should be a nice rebound spot for the Cowboys, I think. Dallas fans are going to dominate in the stands, um, so I think that that's going to be a key thing here. And I think Dan Quinn probably is going to outcoach Kellen Moore in this game. As good as an offense coordinator, everybody thinks Kellen Moore is. Dan Quinn might be the best defense coordinator in the league. You talk about the Trevon Diggs injury being big for them. Deron Bland has stepped up. I think PFF might grade him as a top three or four cornerback right now. He's playing out of his mind well. So I don't know that it's that big of a drop-off for them. Um, It feels like the market's going to back the Chargers as underdogs here. I cannot trust them in close game just we see week in and week out my lean here would be to the Cowboys I think Dan isn't he the highest paid assistant in the entire NFL or close to it 
I, I know so. they had to pay to keep him because he was on the front list for a lot of head coaching jobs. And Dallas kept him just like they did with Jason Garrett a few years ago, paying him, what, $4 million to be an assistant. Jerry Jones will pay his assistants to keep him. That's for damn sure. All right, grab your paper, grab your pencil. My guys go over their best bets in just 15 or 20 seconds. Each, RJ, start us off. Seahawks plus three against the Bengals. That line is, is wrong. Um, I he can't favor the Seahawks, but I still think they're going to win that game. They're a much better team right now than the Bengals. Lions minus three at Tampa Bay. Uh, this is a step up in class for Tampa Bay. We saw what happened when they played the Eagles. Something similar is going to happen here. Lions are won this game in, in a pretty convincing fashion. Maestro. 49ers, anything less than a touchdown. Will Deshaun Watson play? Will his best offensive lineman play? It's a bad spot for Cleveland against this 49ers defensive front. And then the Eagles at seven or less against the Jets. They're not going to allow Brees Hall to run wild. They're going to make it miserable for Zach Wilson uh, because they lost their best offensive lineman this week. The Jets did. And then the Colts getting four and a half in Jacksonville. Two weeks in London, coming off a Super Bowl-type win over the Bills. A terrible track travel spot for the Jags and the Colts with Gardner Minshew going back to Jacksonville. Keep it close. I'm actually going to London on Thursday, gentlemen. So maybe I'll uh, see the remnants of the NFL stuff in the airport there in London. But yes, I will be in London Thursday through Sunday for a big boxing event. So I'm fired up for that. But I will be back in time for this show next Tuesday. Don't even worry about it. And by the way, a reminder on our schedule. NFL dominates what we do. It's our bread and butter. Thursday, Sunday, Monday, prime time at 7.30 Eastern time. This show right here on Sunday morning, you're looking for the latest information or the information on the game right here. Rewatch it. Nobody's better than the Stoic One and Larry Harstein, the maestro. It's what we do. So. I'm telling you, it doesn't get any better than that right there. There's only one thing left to do, and I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these week six tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, love all. Stoic one. Maestro. My man, the snake, always behind the scenes on the ones and the twos. I am simply the coach trying to keep this train on said track every single weekday. At least two shows just for you because we grind for you. So we can win with you is truly what we're all about right here at the Early Edge. Good luck. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.